Self-sabotage and weight loss is super common. I'm going to help you understand what causes it because listen, it's not intentional. No one wants to sabotage their own progress, but it happens when we get tripped up by self-defeating thought patterns. So if you're someone who has lost weight, but then something happens and you gain it all back and then some, no shame, no judgment. This episode is for you and to help you. Welcome to the High on Life podcast, where it's all about empowering you with the medicine and the mindset to healthfully lose weight and thrive beyond the scale. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha High. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss and beyond. Remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. So be sure to seek medical support from a qualified health professional. Hi, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to share with you a really exciting event I have coming up. It's called Mindset and Obesity Medicine for Sustained Weight Loss. And I'm hosting this live virtual event on October 4th, 2023 at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Now, this workshop is geared towards women who want to understand the intersection between anti-obesity medications, things like Ozempic, Exenda, Contrave, and the cognitive behavioral counseling piece to create your healthiest lifestyle and your best weight. I'm going to answer all of your questions about the popular weight loss drugs on the market, focusing on what is available in Canada and how they can be used as a tool in a comprehensive weight management plan. So who is this for? This is for you. If you're curious about weight loss medications and wanting info before you speak to your doctor, this is for you. If you're already on an anti-obesity medication like Ozempic or Sixenda, And you're noticing that the hunger is coming back, the emotional eating is creeping back in, and you don't really know how to manage it. I want to help you with that too. This is also for you if you want to understand evidence-based pillars of treatment for obesity as a medical condition from an obesity doctor, myself, an expert, so you don't have to keep Googling, okay? This event is totally free. Again, it is on Wednesday, October 4th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be on Zoom. I want you to go over to sashahighmd.com forward slash October masterclass. I do need you to register so that you can get the Zoom link. And I'm looking forward to seeing you there. Okay. So today we are talking about self-sabotage and I want to help you to stop self-sabotaging yourself. And when I say this, I know that sabotage is sort of a loaded word. Maybe if it's a little bit triggering, I do apologize, but I'm using this word because it is the word that so many of my clients use, right? They tell me I do well, but I always sabotage myself. Now, here's what I want you to understand is that sabotage is in no way intentional, right? I mean, why on earth would you intentionally sabotage your weight loss, right? For so many women, this is like the one thing that they so desire. They earnestly want to get a handle on their weight and health. So in no world am I proposing that this is intentional action and yet it happens. So the question is why, when you want this thing so badly, would you ever intentionally derail yourself or why would you derail yourself at all? So if we think of cognitive behavioral therapy, we're going to use the simplified version of the thought model, which is just think, feel, do. Okay. So it's the think, feel, do cycle. How you think impacts the way you feel. And from your feelings, we are emotional beings, even for those of us who want to deny it from our emotions, we take action. That's the simplified version of the thought model based in CBT. Now, sabotage is an action. Okay. It's a generalization of a number of actions, things like no longer going on your daily walks, abandoning your eating plan, going out and binging, having that screw up mentality when it comes to food. Those are actions. 
And so what we need to do is we need to consider what are the thoughts and the feelings that drive those actions when it's clearly not what I want to be doing, right? Like these are not things I want to be doing. They're not leading me to the goals, the outcomes, the results that I'm wanting for myself. Because here's what happens is if you just try to change those actions, you just try to have more willpower, but you don't address the underlying drivers, which by the way, are thoughts and feelings. It's just wishful thinking. It's like crossing your fingers and hoping this time it's going to be different. You're just going to have enough willpower this time. Has anyone else done that? Right. But we always revert back to actions that align with our underlying beliefs. So we're going to talk about beliefs, which is another word for thoughts or fears, shall we call them, that are the drivers to self-sabotaging behaviors. Okay. Now I'm going to list a few today for you, but as I'm going through this, I want you to reflect What are some of your underlying beliefs about yourself, about your relationship with food or your body, about your ability to lose weight that could be generating discouraging emotions that are then driving your self-sabotaging actions? Okay, so I really want you to be considering this for yourself. So one really common one that I hear is, what if I gain the weight back? Right, And this is a very common fear. We do a lot of coaching around this inside Best Weight women who are doing really well, but they just cannot shake this fear. What if I gain all the weight back? And this thought is actually a question, right? It's framed as a question. And I call it a hanging question because it just hangs around in your subconscious. And if you don't answer it, your subconscious will. And so of course your subconscious comes up with all of the past evidence, all of your failed dieting attempts to create fear, right? So really The subconscious belief is you are going to gain this weight back. You can't lose weight for good. This is impossible. You're destined to be overweight and have health consequences, blah, 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 right? That's what it sounds like. So when your thought is, I am going to gain this weight back, because really that's the belief that underlies the question, what if I gain this weight back? You will likely feel something like despondency. There's a number of emotions, discouragement, frustration, or just I I say despondent because it's like a throwing up of your hands. What's the point of even trying, right? And so the actions that come from the emotion despondent are you don't bother trying. You give up on your planning of of your food or the balanced plate. You stop exercising. You don't seek medical help. Maybe you eat to feel better from your discouragement and whatever other self-sabotaging actions fall in your do line there, right? So think, feel, do. And the result of those actions is that you do gain the weight back, right? And that perpetuates your own belief that you just can't keep weight off. You see how that works, right? So I I want to show you that our thoughts have a direct impact on the results that we create for ourselves. Now, it's really important that we focus on what we can control, which is we need to take a look at our brain, right? So this is a situation where you can be like, okay, you start becoming a watcher of your thoughts. And this is so, so much of what I train the women inside our program. Best way to do is we need to become better thinkers, which the very first step is we have to be aware that we're even having thoughts because most of the world has thoughts and then gets hooked by those thoughts and is impacted by those thoughts and then lives as a result of them without ever questioning. Are these thoughts helpful? Are these thoughts true? Are these thoughts kind to me? Do I want to have these thoughts? Are these like, do are these serving me? So the first step is just be like, okay, you know what? Thank you, brain. I know that diets haven't worked in the past, but I can You come back to what you can control. Okay. I can continue applying the balance plate, even when it's not perfect. I can keep prioritizing movement, even if it's 10 minutes of a walk. And that's all I can muster today. I can remind myself of my next best choice when I've had a setback. So by the way, I'm introducing you to some of the tools that we teach, like next best choice, like 1% upgrades. 
And this is a way to start reframing unhelpful thought patterns. Okay. Now the goal, and this is really key is you're not trying to delude yourself. So when your brain is like, you can't keep this weight off, you're not trying to fake it till you make it by telling yourself like, of course I can. Yes, I can keep the weight off. And like rehearsing mantras in the mirror of, I can keep this weight off. I can do it. That's not in my I just don't believe that's helpful because if you don't believe what you're saying, it's just empty, right? So I'm not proposing empty mantras. I'm actually suggesting that you just shift your perspective to what else is true, okay? It may be true that you have not kept the weight off in the past, but what else is true? What else is true is that today you can work on your daily small steps that create your best health, right? Absolutely, that's true. And is it true that you can learn to bounce back quickly from setbacks? For sure you can. And is it true that if you need to, you could advocate for medication with your doctor? Yes, you can, right? So you come back to taking ownership and taking power back by focusing on what you can control. And that is going to lead you towards much more productive actions that are gonna give you the result that you're wanting, okay? So this is how you become a better thinker. Your brain is just gonna offer up super unhelpful thoughts and beliefs. And if you never challenge them, you are just gonna get thrown around with whatever discouraging narrative is inside your mind. And you'll keep wondering why you aren't living your best life because our actions are the byproduct of our thinking of our mindsets. We need to learn to think better and be onto our brains. The second thought that often leads to self-sabotage is what if this doesn't work for me? Okay. So again, it's a hanging question, right? It's thought in the form of a question. I hear it particularly from women who are on a discovery call with me. So they haven't started yet. They're just kind of getting introduced to a new way. And it's, again, it's rooted in the belief, this isn't going to work for me. Now, um, this, I'll give you some context. So a lot of the women that I speak to have come from a decades long history of dieting, right? And so maybe they've listened to my podcast and they know that dieting has not worked. They know they need to try something different. They know that the mindset piece is what has been getting in the way, but they're afraid because The fact is that it's uncomfortable to do something new. It is way more comfortable to just keep repeating the same thing you've always done, even though you know dieting doesn't work. It's more comfortable to just do another diet program, track your calories again, research another meal plan, than it is to actually address the root drivers of overeating and emotional eating and the mindless snacking and the going off plan and doing things differently because your brain likes to do what it already knows. The other aspect of this question is really considering what does work for me even mean? Okay. Usually this is like a phrase that suggests a fixation on the scale or a specific number on the scale with disregard to any and all other benefits, whether physical, emotional, or mental health benefits. I want to propose a different way. I want to propose that what if the goal is not the end point? The goal is the actions it's in the becoming that is the full goal It's just becoming. So what if instead of the number on the scale, you focused every day on just living your healthiest life and the the number on the scale is just the byproduct of that. Then there wouldn't be the option of it not working, right? Because the daily actions of showing up for yourself would be the very goal that you're working on. So you choosing to eat a protein forward meal, you choosing to go for that walk, you choosing to go upstairs to bed instead of watching another episode on Netflix, all of that would be you working. Now, notice how I said you working, not it working, because by the way, no program, diet, meal plan works if you don't work it, right? So it working (laughs) is actually a little bit of a misnomer. You should be talking about you working it, right? But if you focus on you showing up 
And every day you just work on what's my next best choice. And it's not going to be perfect. And there's days that I'm going to have a setback, but I can recover quickly. You cannot fail. That's the amazing thing is you can't fail. You can't fail when the goal is the process, right? The goal is the becoming. There's no end point. And I think that's a, such an amazing and powerful way to do it. And I, by the way, like, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. That's going to work way better for you in terms of actually giving you the outcome that you're wanting. Promise you, it will. Seen it in so many women now. I can say that without any doubt, right? And I think that the other thing is this idea of, quote, it not working is so heavily tied to our thin, obsessed culture. Like the only goal is to be thin, right? Like it boggles my mind when women come. That's the only thing that is going to get, allow them to love themselves and allow them to have any worth in this world. And it's, are you going to care about that when you're 85? Truly, is that what's going to matter? Because there are women who would take up smoking just to be thin with zero regard for whether that thinness is even healthy or achieved through a healthy means, right? At the end of the day, is your goal to fit a certain pant size or is your goal to be happy in your life and enjoy relationship with your loved ones and feel confident and be able to go for a walk or a bike ride with your kids and your grandkids and to be fit and strong and like travel in your retirement, be able to carry your own groceries from the car to the house as you age, to not spend the last two decades of your life in and out of hospital. I mean, truly, let's have some perspective, please. Now, if you're listening and you're like, okay, I hear you, but really I just need to be this size to love myself. That is okay. I love you and I bless you, but probably this podcast and my program are not for you. So <laughs> as much as I help women lose weight, that weight loss is always just a byproduct of living your healthiest behaviors and getting the right medical care when required. And the beautiful piece is that so much more than the scale will improve, right? Blood sugar, cardiovascular risk, blood pressure, sleep quality, confidence, mood, relationships, career, daily enjoyment, quality of life, bone health, joint pain, future function. I have never once encountered a patient or a client who prioritized their healthy lifestyle and did not benefit. Never. It's never happened. It's literally impossible. You will benefit. <laughs> End of my TED talk. <laughs> so to answer your question, what if this doesn't work for me? My answer is if you show up, if it's not about it not working, it's you working and it's literally impossible to fail. So I hope that's an encouragement. The third thought that leads to self-sabotage is I'm going to have to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> and it's often in that tone as well, right? Now, this comes a little later on in the journey. And this thought is immediately exhausting. And I'm sorry if you can hear my dad hammering in the background. He's like doing some work in our house for me. <laughs> Remember, thoughts create our feelings, right? So when you think, I'm going to have to do this for the rest of my life, it creates exhaustion. So two considerations. One, are you doing something? Are you trying to restrict and diet that is unsustainable? So have you embarked on a plan that you truly cannot maintain for the rest of your life? So this kind of, if you're trying to do keto because you think you can just do it for three months until you get to goal weight and then you can go into maintenance. Okay. That's, I, I can understand why you would be having that thought. How you decide to lose weight is how you're also going to have to maintain that weight loss. So you need to make sure that you are building a life that you love while losing weight and keeping it off. So that's the first consideration. So are you doing something that's unsustainable? The second consideration is if you are, if you're doing something that's sustainable, then really consider whether this thought is serving you. Because phrases like I have to, I need to, and I should are, these are three phrases that bring pressure and overwhelm. And I suggest that you eliminate them from your internal narrative and remind yourself, you get to take care of your body. You get to, you choose to fuel yourself with nutritious foods. You want to keep mobile and active and fit for many years to come. What a gift you are giving yourself. 
Really, it really is. The third consideration is no longer thinking about today's actions in the context of the rest of your life. Today, you only have to do today. Today, you choose to do today. And tomorrow, you'll make another choice. You have no idea what's going to happen in the future. So don't overwhelm yourself by focusing on how hard it's going to be a year from now or five years from now or 10 years from now when really you have no idea, right? All you have is right now, this moment, today. The next thought is I always self-sabotage. Now, this one may feel like some truth. You may look back at your past dieting attempts and you can see a pattern of quitting or giving up or like totally going off the rails. I want to encourage you, do not adopt behaviors as identity. As soon as you do, you've lost. This is a parenting truth as much as it's a life truth. So we don't turn our kids' behaviors into their identity because that will impose something on them and they will live out that identity. And I suggest that you don't do the same for yourself. Right? So as soon as you're like, I always, now you are creating an identity around that and you will live out that identity. So instead, just like take a really curious approach to a diagnosis. Like, why do I think I sabotage? What was going on for me? So remember in my intro, self-sabotage is an action. It's an action that stems from unhelpful thought patterns. So instead of trying not to self-sabotage, like trying not to quit, I want you to consider what were you believing about yourself that caused discouragement and demotivation such that you gave up? Simple. Let's just do a diagnosis here. Okay. Um, the last thought is I know how to lose weight. I just can't keep it off. All right. The problem is there's a few problems here. The problem is when your sole reward was the scale going down, all you had was that external validation because you did not learn to celebrate yourself and your daily choices. And every time you chose to honor you instead of giving into instant gratification, you didn't celebrate that. So the scale is the only validation. And one day the scale stops moving because this is in fact what maintenance means, right? I know it is always a shock when the scale stops moving. And I'm like, isn't the goal to maintain your weight loss? Like, I'm not sure what you were expecting here, right? But you're no longer getting external validation. And all of a sudden it feels like a slog because you have no reward anymore. So you need to learn to celebrate you. I said it at the beginning. What if the goal is not the end point? What if the goal is the becoming? It's the actions. It's you showing up. The other side of this is the reality is how you lose weight is how you keep it off, right? So diets, I've never understood this, but diets have you believe that there's like this cutting phase. Oh, this is my weight loss phase. And I eat these things on my weight loss phase. And then I enter into my maintenance phase. And when I'm in my maintenance phase, I get to reintroduce these foods. I don't understand this because it quite frankly doesn't make sense. And it's rooted in this false belief that you get to turn your weight loss on and off like a switch, right? Oh, let me be in losing mode. Now let me switch to maintenance mode switch on, switch off, right? It's just not how our bodies work, right? Your body determines when it is losing and your body determines when it is maintaining. Your job, your only job is to keep caring for it, whether the scale is going down or staying the same. You are responsible for taking care of you and no one else is gonna do that for you. All right, so five thoughts that contribute to derailing actions. Can you relate to any of these, I wonder? Now, I want you to imagine if you could just notice these thoughts and reframe them to more helpful lines of thinking, what would that mean for your motivation? And then if you were feeling more motivated, what would that mean for how you show up and the results that you would achieve in your life? What would that do to your attitude toward your health goals, right? I can tell you, this is what makes all of the difference. The thought work is making is what makes all of the difference. The medications are amazing. I use medications with my patients. We talk about medications inside Best Weight. A lot of our clients choose to be on medications, but really you cannot escape doing this work. 
You really can't. You can take the medications and hope that's all you're going to need. But I will promise you from years and years and thousands of patients of experience, if you don't also do this work, you will be disappointed because they're not a magic bullet. They're really helpful tools, but you need all the tools. You need all the legs of the chair for the chair to not fall over, right? If you sat on a chair with only one leg, you would fall down. You need four legs for a chair to be stable. Sometimes three. All right. So this is what we do with the coaching inside best weight. I help my clients see their own brains and understand where their thoughts are not serving them. And then we go to work at creating new and more powerful beliefs so that the actions get easier. And when the actions get easier, weight loss gets easier. Okay. This does not have to be a slog. This does not have to be a punishing experience. It does not need to be rooted in shame about your body or your willpower. Now I want you to take action. If you identify with any of these thoughts and you know, the cognitive piece is what has been missing from all of your past weight loss attempts, and you are ready to stop the dieting nonsense. I would love to speak with you. So book a call with me or my team at sashahimd.com forward slash best weight. And let's go. I am looking forward to helping you. All right, my friends, remember, focus on action. Listening to my voice does not create change, especially when I've got a bit of a cold. Action creates change. So do one thing to honor your body today. And I will talk to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed listening to the High on Life podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and review it on Apple Podcasts.